the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. This is not a paid programming. This, this is a paid programming. And let me explain something to you. You don't even know the name of my shop. This is my penance. This is my sentence. I have to do something nice for all the bad things I've done. So this car show is just all about you. It's not about me. I'm not, I'm not self-dealing. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff at all. I'm just telling you that I'll help you with your car problems. I have plenty of experience. I've been a master tech for a very long time, and I've fixed a heck of a lot of cars. And I know good technicians from bad because I've hired a lot of each. So that's that's the disclaimer I want to say. The second thing I want to say real quick is, is Gil is spelled G-I-L, and I'll tell you why I know that. It's because Gil, my engineer, the guy that actually flies the airplane, I'm sitting in the first class seat right now, and sometimes he puts me in the bathroom. But Gil is short for Gilbert, so you don't say to a guy that his last name or his name is G-I-L-L. It's actually G-I-L, which is short for Gilbert, in case you didn't know that. But if you want to complain about Gil, then use two L's, and that will really make him mad. Yes, please. <laughs> and anyway, that's my commentary on that. We're going to go to Harry. And, Harry, I want you to know that he spelled your name on the board that I look at for the callers, H-A-I-R-Y. Okay, Gil, it's Gil with two L's. Now. Yeah, that, that's what you do. You call and ask for Gil. <laughs> I know. Hey, you're a bad boy. I know that, I don't care. You know what? You if care. you if you walk down the the lane of life in the center, standing on the center mark of it, you're not having as much fun as me as I bounce off the curves to the left and to the right. Well, okay. I'm not suggesting you change your life, Harry. I'm just suggesting that there is two ways to live your life, and mine's a lot more fun than maybe yours. Well, yeah. I'm just sitting up there in North where it's nice and cool and uh, out of the heat, so I'm, I'm okay. doing okay. Good, good, good. good. Hey, I wonder... Go ahead. Go ahead. No. It was I wanted 50... to ask you about the guy that called in. It sounded like he was talking about a Holly Weber progressive two-barrel carburetor. Yeah, that's yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um, did he say what kind of vehicle he had it on? Or what, 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 I don't remember. It was a... I, I don't remember. Maybe it was an MG or... Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not sure, Harry. I'm not sure. Okay. I, uh, maybe give you a little tip. I've had, I've had a little experience with those uh, with those carburetors on BWs. And I, I had a Mercury Capri with a little V6, and it had that on there. Mm-hmm. And the problem was, because uh, the car belonged to my mom and dad, and it kept every time she turned a corner, it would flood out. So what I did was I put a uh, adjustable pressure regulator on it. 
that took care of all the problems. Same way on the VWs too, because you never know, you know, what the pressure is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you just set it at you know like two pounds, run it, run it hard. If it starts cutting out, you kick it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm yep. just wondering, he was talking about little particles and stuff. Does he does he use any kind of a filter or anything before he? You know, I I don't know that that was the confusing part to me too. We we were trying to tie an accelerator pump deterioration with some kind of contamination in the bowl, and I was just struggling with that because that circuit has a suck and a push, and the right. suck does come out of the bowl, but the push goes into the venturis. So I was just kind of confused about that. But I, I never had that problem as far as uh, particles and stuff, but you know, cutting out or whatever. The yeah. pressure regulators uh, worked really, really well for me, okay. and I know other people that have used it too. Too yeah. bad Charlie Jones isn't in business anymore. He <laughs> that was the that that's where we went in the middle of the night when you hurt your car and you needed to get oh, home yeah. and get your dad's car home and not show that you just did something to the motor. But anyway, thank you, Harry. You brought up a good point. A fuel pressure regulator and you described perfectly how to set it up is just start low and just creep it on up until you run, you have gasoline on the floorboard acceleration and then you're home free. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. H-A-I-R-Y. And that's okay. Gil. You're a bad boy. I know Gil is. Ron, you're up next. How can I help you? Well, thank you very much. Uh, yes, I have a 2014 Chevy Silverado. And uh, I'm 72 years old. And it kind of reminds me of when I was younger, like U joints are going out. So if I'm driving my car and I stop, put it in reverse, there's a clunk, a big clunk. And, and then if I put it back up a little bit, put it in drive, there's another clunk. And um, I took it to uh, a mechanic guy that I know, and he said that on these Chevys that there's an aluminum plate at the back of the transmission, but he said it has to go to a transmission place, but that that probably is broken loose. And it's letting this drive shaft shift a little bit. Have you had other problems with this? No, and I don't agree that we should jump to that. I think certainly I am an advocate of taking the drive shaft out and putting it and manipulating the joints with my hand. You probably have a constant velocity joint at one end of that or the other, and that's where you have a double U joint. And so, looking at a drive shaft with, and looking at the U joints and I, I can tell you that I've learned from that because I looked at and I pronounced them fine and had that. Um, I ended up eating that, so I I've learned that I need to take them out. I think he might be talking about the extension housing at the back of the transmission, and the extension housing yeah. is where the drive shaft goes in, and there's a bushing in there, and I think he's thinking that the drive shaft's hopping around in the tail end of the transmission, the extension housing, but the bushing is there to make the tri- drive shaft spin free straight. And there's a seal there, and when the bushing goes bad, then it usually wipes out the seal, and you have a, a, a fluid leak there. So I'm I'm not I I'm, I didn't get seal like he did, but I'm 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 struggling. I think you have a bad motor mount or a drive shaft, uh, a U joint. I think you have one of those or both. And all I want you to do is is I want you to bring it to a stop. Make sure there's nothing in front of your car like your wife doing gardening or anything like that. I want you to put it in drive. And with your left foot, hold the brake firmly and just kind of tap the throttle. Rupa, 
Rapa. I don't want you to floorboard it, and I don't want you to move it from idle to you know another sixteenth of an inch. If you've got a load mount broken, when you do that, when you throttle up and let go of it, there'll be a clunk as the motor lifts up and falls down. Then you're going to do it in reverse. Now, the drive shaft isn't even working at this point. So you're going to shift to reverse. You're going to sit there. You're going to close your eyes. Your foot's on the brake, and you go, Rapa. And if it goes, rump, boom, rump, boom, then you've got a motor mount on the non-load side. So the load side on your Silverado is the driver's side, and the, the other side is not the load side. So we're testing both of those motor mounts as we sit, and we throttle up in drive and not move. So that's how you check well, motor I'm mounts. Well, I'm actually, I'm in the car right now, and I, I stopped, and I have it in drive, and I'm revving the engine, but I'm not getting any movement at all. Okay, I, I don't want you to rev the engine. I want you, I, in, an, in an exaggerated way, I want you to stomp the throttle and let it go. That's what I want you to do. Okay. So, and then you do that in reverse as well. Um, if if the clunk is there, then more than likely it's a motor mount. But you also describe this clunk when it's kind of moving, and so that's why I kind of agree that the that the U joints need to be um, to it looked at. And and far as I'm concerned, the, the proper way to do that is take the drive shaft out. Is it a four wheel drive or a two wheel drive? a two-wheel drive. Okay, it's pretty easy to get the drive shaft out of that. But can you tell if the transmit if this clunk is the front of you and is underneath your butt or behind you? Can you tell that? Uh, well, it it kind of seems like it's in front of me. Okay. And uh, when I stopped, when I had it with this other guy, that he was underneath of it, and uh, and I just had my foot on the brake and just put it in reverse, and then back to drive and reverse and back to drive. And whatever he was hearing seemed to be coming from the um, front of the transmission, the, the rear front? of the transmission. Okay. All right. If that's the case, if that's the case, do you think you can pull it off by crawling underneath there? Uh, well, I could pay someone to do it, yeah. Okay. Well, well this is what, if, if he's right, then this is how I would test that he's right. I would get underneath. I'd have one of my technicians do that, and I'd get underneath, and I'd put my hand on the extension housing. <laughs> That's all I do. Is I don't know why he didn't do that. Put your hand there. Okay. Hey, uh, Ron, are you ready? Make it happen. Clunk, 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 clunk. And he's got his hand on the extension housing. He'll know if that if that extension housing is bad. He'll know right then. So put it in reverse okay. and do the same thing. So, I mean, it's that simple. If if that's It's that simple to determine whether or not that's where the problem's at is just put your hand on the extension house. Now, obviously, you're going to be laying underneath the truck, so you don't want to have somebody driving it that doesn't know what the brake, where the brake pedal's at, and that whole test <laughs> is with the brake pedal on. But it's a little dangerous to lay underneath there, but if you want to do it, then grab the extension housing. i got to run, but thank you very much for that question. That's something that I haven't gotten in a while. Fred, you're up next. How can I help you? I've got a, a 2012 Dodge Ram uh Regular cab, short box, 1500. Okay. And I've got a brake issue with it. It's got 88,000 miles. And I noticed that it, it's usually only at, at idle speed. Like if you're in a parking lot maneuvering to park, you know, going from reverse to a, a drive or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, pe- the pedal tends to get spongy. And Usually you can pump it once and it comes back up. Now, driving around town, it it seems to be okay. But anyway, I took it to a shop, 
And, you know, they, they did an inspection, and what they told me was, first they bled the ABS pump. They figured, well, sometimes they get debris in them, you know, shavings and whatever. Well, it was clear. They didn't find anything. Then they disconnected the master cylinder from the booster to see if, if, it, if the master cylinder was leaking into the booster, and it wasn't. Well, their diagnosis, what they came up with, was they think there is an internal leak in the master cylinder. And, and I asked, I said, well, what's that going to cost? And they said, well, it'll be $400 out the door. And I said, well, is, now, is this a guess? Or, or is it, you know, is it the, well, they say, yeah, it's a guesstimate. <laughs> and, I, and I told them, I said, well, I don't want to pay $400 for a guess. They, well, yeah, I just saved you four hundred dollars, didn't I? Uh, I, I, I think. Uh, first of all, yeah, I, you don't have symptoms that have to do with a master cylinder. Okay, um, it, it there's a lot of things it could be, but it sure as heck wasn't ABS. And I'm not quite sure I would like it if one of my technicians came forward and pronounced the ABS is okay because it did, and they they pulled some fluid from it and it didn't spit medical metal particles. I think I'd be a little right. bit questionable about that. Um, here, here's the deal. If it master cylinders bypass, and all you got to do is go out there and get into it after it's been driven a while, just pull off the side of the road, get in the parking lot, put it, you know, in neutral, put it in drive, whatever. Put your foot on the floor like you're normally breaking it. Focus on where your foot's at, and if if, if your pedal fades away, then yes, you have a bypass or you have a leak, and you haven't added any fluid, so you don't have a leak. So if it's bypassing, you're going to know it. What you're describing as you jockey forward, backward, forward, backward, as you get into the parking spot that you want to get, it has a booster on it, and it could be that you're exhausting some of the vacuum in the booster because your wife is making you go forward and backward 20 times to get into the spot perfectly, you know, centered. So I don't know, but if you only have the problem when you're, when you're constantly using throttle, brake, throttle, brake, throttle, brake, and it only happens in a parking lot... Um, I don't know. I don't know how many times it takes you to go forward and backwards. Most people, it's going to go forward maybe twice and backwards maybe yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Um, That's right. And, and, and in the absence of any other symptoms, I'm not quite sure that I'd spend a whole lot of money chasing this one right now. You know? And here's the deal. If you have uneven brake pressure, the proportioning valve will scream and turn on a red light that says brake. Because the, it wants to see the same pressure going to the front and the rear. If all of a sudden we get front pressure and no rear pressure, boom, that red light's coming on. So yeah, no, I'm not and, getting any of that. Yeah, no red light for brakes um, and no ABS light. Like I said, I do a waiting. And if you wanted to drive around with my grandkids, I'd let them go with you because I'm pretty sure right now you're not going to lose your brakes. So yeah, that's my... They, I mean, the, the, the you know... All the winter stuff's okay. The pads, the fluid level was normal, okay. you know. And, and none of that's going to. What you drew know, my be... attention to it was I, I got I got it washed here the other day. Well, the guy that parked it from he drove it from the the wash line to the detail area. He said, "Well, the the pedal went all the way to the floor," and I thought it was going out in the street. I said, oh, "Okay, I'll I'll check it out." Well, I you know I drove it. And I, I've noticed it for some times. It's sometimes. Okay. All right. Okay, we're hashing old old stuff again. Again, if you have uneven pressure when the pedal goes to the floor, you're going to have a light on. That's all there is to it. It comes on. 
it's on. If you want to go guess, put your $400 master cylinder on there. That, that's certainly okay with me. The, the issue is, is it doesn't really make any difference. We can talk about this in a circle, but you have symptoms that only are when you're parking. If you want to guess on something, here's what you do. Drive the car and then park it. The next morning, get up and go out to the brake booster, and there's a hose there. And just gently rock the nipple, the barbed nipple, and when you pull it off, hopefully the booster will go, psss. That means the booster's good, too. So there's another one you can try. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. If living alone is getting harder and harder, maybe it's time for a little extra help each day. About Care Home Care can help you stay in your home. For more than 10 years, About Care Home Care has provided certified caregivers for families throughout the valley. If you notice your mom or dad slowing down, give yourself peace of mind. Let About Care Home Care provide personal care, medication reminders, cooking, and more. Call 480-999-7000 today. That's 480-999-7000 or visit aboutcarehomecare.com. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Meyer Jolovitz will interview Alan Bergstein, editorial page editor for The Jewish Voice. Bergstein, a syndicated columnist, will examine the role of American Jews and their misbegotten support for the Democratic Party. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Twenty-two minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to get loaded up on calls. Now's the time to call. We got two open lines available. Strictly Diesel is at I seventeen and Pinnacle Peak Road. He is strictly diesel. He's not going to work on your Mercedes Benz. He's not going to work on your VW Rabbit. He's going to work on diesels, and he's specific with foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. But when you focus on that line. You doggone bed better be good, and he is good. So if you have a diesel and you have a problem, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, you can also go to their website, Strictly Diesel, and look at some of the parts that you might want to buy for your Ford, your Chevy, your Dodge, or your import. One way or another, if you have a problem or if you just need service and you want to go to the guys that know diesels like no one else, then go to Strictly Diesel, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Manny, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, I have a 2010 Journey, Dodge Journey, and my light went off the other day, and so I had it checked out, and it came up back with a code PO84B, which indicates 
the transmission fluid pressure sensor switch, H, electrical circuit, was out of its operating range or had a performance problem for a predetermined period of time. Now, is that switch on the outside that I can get to, or is it closed in with the rest of the mess? More than likely, it's going to be, uh, well, I don't know. It's going to be one or the other. If you want to know, then get on the Internet and find the switch and look at it. And the physical appearance of it will tell you where it's at. It could be in the valve body, which would necessitate pulling the oil pan. So it, if mm-hmm. if it's in the valve body, it's a temperature. It's going to gather temperature information. So I would assume that it's going to be within the transmission, but I don't know. Um, I, yeah. Have, is there been any reason that you've hauled anything or have you had a camper shell or a camper behind this, this Dodge or anything like that at all? No, not at all. It okay. uh, just hit 100,000 miles, though. Okay. Have you got and, any teenage uh, kids? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, none of those are driving. Okay. okay. But anyhow, the error codes read says it's transmission fluid pressure sensor switch circuit range performance. Okay. So. Well, here's the problem. The problem is, is replacing the sensor is a bad idea. The the real issue is is plug a scanner in there that that allows us a wide range of data. You see, you're only pulling the code. The code tells you the problem is in Ohio. You got to find the city and the street and the address. Right. So it, it, you could very well be a quart low on oil or two quarts low on oil. There's a lot yeah. of things it could be. Maybe you've got a, a whole bunch of cat hair and dog hair in front of the condenser, and so the transmission cooler is being inhibited from doing its job because it's got, uh, you know, an old uh, newspaper in front of it. There's a lot of things it could be. But the real question is, is, is just go drive it and check what the temperature is. What you want to do is I'd like to have it overnight. I'd like to drive it in the morning and see if I – because the temperature will be ambient temperature in the morning. And so then I'm going to drive the heck out of it and see if it gets into a range I'm uncomfortable with. But I'm pretty sure that we could find the range it's supposed to see. But I'm not real worried about this. You said it had 80,000 miles? Uh, just over 100. Okay. I think the transmission in your in your vehicle and many others is good for 140 to 160,000 miles. So I'm not real sure that this is something that you need to panic over. What part of town do you live in? Over here on uh, 19th Avenue and Thunderbird. Okay. I don't really have any, you know, I've only got one transmission shop in all of Phoenix that I really can put my my, um, name behind just because um, many of them are brand new and many of them don't qualify to be on my list. And then many of their reviews and stuff like that. And then a lot of transmission shops are deciding to go into general repair because they can't make it fixing transmissions because they don't have the technical ability or the money to spend for scanners or to rebuild them. So they just everything gets a rebuilt transmission you order on a crate. So I would probably take... Now, a general repair store, do you have somebody that does your oil changes that's into general repair? Uh, not really. Okay. Give me that 19th Avenue and what? In Thunderbird. Okay. I'd probably go over to, I'd call Action Auto at Deer Valley and I-17 and ask Action Auto if they have a scanner that they could take a drive. You have this code, and it involves temperature, and it's in the transmission. Is that something you could look at for live data? If I left it overnight, could you check it in the morning and then check it later and see if, if something's wrong? And also, would you check the fluid and make sure I'm doing it right? That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Action, okay. auto. Yeah, action, action auto. Action auto. Action auto. 
northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Right there at the intersection. Okay. Thank you very much, Manny. Thank you very much. Good luck to you, by the way. Glenn, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Uh, The company I work for has a 2013 F-250 four-wheel drive, and we use it for pulling a trailer. And two times in the last 10,000 miles, I got a uh, uh, high-speed wobble or a death wobble, I would say. Okay. Neither time was I pulling the trailer. And I took it to two different shops. One time I was getting tires, one time I was getting an oil change, and I asked him to diagnose it. And both of them told me that uh, it needed a dual steering stabilizer. The truck's got 130,000 miles on it. It never did that before, so that tells me something is war. And a steering stabilizer might help. But that's a band-aid, not a repair. Not necessarily. Not what necessarily. Not nece- I don't agree with you. The steering stabilizer is a shock absorber. And if you take one end of the steering stabilizer off and, and you push it in and out and it feels like a fiddle, then it's lost its hydraulic capability. So I don't know if that's the answer to your problem because a physical and a visual inspection of the of the front end would be necessary and you'd have to know what good and bad looks like. But if you have two shops talk about the steering stabilizer, then you say to them, hey, are we guessing with your money or mine? If you put it on and it fixes my problem, I'm going to be really happy and give you a great review. But if you put it on and it doesn't fix my problem, I'd very much like to bring it back, have you take it off and put my old one back on. By the same token, you can crawl underneath that or have somebody else crawl underneath it, disconnect this one end of the stabilizer, the stabilizer, and just work it, and then if you can go to go to the auto parts store and tell them to pull one out, and you work it. If the one at the auto parts store, you can barely collapse that thing, and the one you have right now plays like a you know a, a flute or something, a trombone. If it looks like, feels like a trombone, then that's your answer. But I'm a little concerned about the mileage because you got a lot of miles on it. But if you've got a death wobble, that's not a tough thing to diagnose. And all you have to do is look at those two guys and say, is this a guess or a fix? And and the, and that'll separate the men from the boys because you're at, you're saying to them in other words, if this doesn't fix my problem, I'm not going to be a happy camper, and so that that's okay to do that. But I can't diagnose it over the phone. But I can tell you that if you want to check the steering stabilizer, I've just described how how you could do that and and be you can stop by the auto parts store before you even take one end off, and just operate the one at the auto parts store then then take it back to the shopper take it home and and take one end of it off and operate it and see what happens so i gotta go we'll be back in a minute did you know rain tree auto repair is ranked number one in the entire united states by mercedes-benz for their repairs andy val the dad and his sons tom and paul operate rain tree auto body in north scottsdale they've been around since 1972 sure they fix kias and hondas and chevys and fords but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the mercedes-benz Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserit paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
The Wilderness Club Resort in Montana is home to the 42nd best golf course in America. But more than that, it could be your next home community. Little humidity and not a mosquito around. The 550-acre resort features a family water park, horse park, sports park, fine dining, and a 21-acre lake with direct flights to Kalispell. You should check it out yourself. Text HOME to 76000. That's H-O-M-E to 76000. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. The lines are wide open except for Dan. And 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And Dan, I'm going to take you before I take care of business. How can I help you today? Hi. Uh, um, I have a 2012 Kia Rio that I, I'm i first and only owner. Uh, recently, the last couple months, I noticed it's losing oil. I added like maybe half a quart more, more or less. So I decided to take it to the dealership and ask them because I don't see any leaks or smoke. I mean, yeah. oil burns or leaks. Yes. So I took it in and they took a look at it and they insisted on changing the oil. I don't know why, but they insisted. They said, we have to give you a fresh oil for us to, you know, check it out. Okay. okay. So I said, go ahead. I paid for it. They looked at it, checked everything. Everything is fine. There's no leaks, no smoke, no nothing. I went through an uh, inspection for the uh, emission test. There was no smoke, and yet they couldn't find out what was where's the oil going. Okay. So they said, "Okay, with this fresh oil, keep keep track of it and watch it, and we'll see where we go from here." So okay, what do you well, think is oil? Okay, well, let me explain. They're asking you to do an oil consumption test. So hopefully, they brought it right to the full mark, and they're asking you, like at the first thousand miles, to pull the dipstick and see where it's at. And the next mm-hmm. thousand miles, pull the dipstick and see where it's at. So this is called an oil consumption test. So it's really up to you to watch the dipstick. And it and you do not add oil till it's below the ad mark, at or below the ad mark. Never. Mm-hmm. You never add oil. So And, and, and it, at the ad mark, you add a quart because between ad and full is a quart of oil. So they're asking you to do that. 
there's a lot that can be going on in that motor that you're not going to see smoke because you've got a catalytic converter between the motor and the tailpipe. And so if we're using a little bit of oil, then it could easily, the smoke will be created in the catalytic converter and there won't be anything coming out of your tailpipe. So I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. I, but the leaking on the ground, you sure as heck would know. And the other thing yeah. is, is, have you put spark plugs in it in a while? Yeah. Ever? Okay. It has a new set. A 3,000, okay. 3,000 miles. Now okay, it did, has about 75. Okay. Did you take the spark plugs out? Yes. Okay. Well, then you would have certainly known, known as you had all of them out, you certainly would have known if one of them was blacker or darker or had some kind of a, a byproduct uh, on the electrodes than the rest of them did. And obviously no, they were you didn't all normal, see that. normal use, okay. normal 40,000 mile. Flight. Okay, so so we still have to do the oil consumption test in a car. Typically, um, the, all the manufacturers will say, kind of stupid, but they'll say that you know it might use a quart every 3,000 miles. I can tell you that most cars, that, that isn't true. Most cars will go far longer than that. But that is kind of the baseline is a quarter every 3,000 miles. So continue to do what they ask you to do. Check the dipstick on a regular basis. And maybe do it every 500 miles or something like that. Just set your triple odometer to zero and at 500 miles check the oil. If you want to take a picture of it with your camera, that's really cool. If somebody will do mm-hmm. that, you just have to make sure your picture can, we can see the level of the oil on the stick. So okay. that, that's but what I would I do. I never had any issues uh, with any car that uses uh, that that much oil for 33,000 miles. No, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think 3,000 is an acceptable number. But, I mean, uh-huh. they're going to, I mean, that's pretty self-serving to come up with a 3,000 mile. But I can tell you that I can do 10,000, 12,000 miles on my truck and I never get below the ad mark. But it also holds, holds 14 quarts of oil. So exactly. I, I, I can't answer your question, but um, if you wanted someone to answer the question, then have them pull all the spark plugs out and, and run a, uh, a camera down inside there and look at the top of all the pistons, and, and the one that's going to be consuming oil is going to be di- different color than the rest of them. That's one of the things. Look at the spark plugs. That'll tell you everything you need to know. So it's only two mm-hmm. possibilities. You're really using oil, or um you're not using oil but something le- is leading you to believe that you are using oil but the real test is the oil consumption test and i don't blame them for doing that i blame them for not explaining it to you uh in in detail but it's up to you at this point to decide when that first quart goes bye-bye so just do that okay all righty dan thank you very much i'm gonna write you down for an oil consumption problem um and it it there are every once in a while maybe once a year I will hear someone I respect tell me that they changed the brand of oil they used in a customer's car and that that made a difference in an oil consumption problem or it made a difference in a knock first thing in the morning or it made a difference here, left, right, up and down. That happens maybe in my world once a year. So if you have an oil consumption problem, change the brand, see what happens. You can't change the weight, you just change the brand. All the brands that you have are made by Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, or Chevron. They all are. There's no such thing as a factory or a refinery that makes a lot of the oil. And I'm talking about oil that are mainstream oils. There's just no place. That same quart of oil can be put in 10 different cans, 10 different bottles. So, you know, it's good to buy a name brand oil, but I'm telling you, Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron, pull it out of the ground and make engine oil. 
everybody else buys it from them. <laughs> They're the guys that have the infrastructure to pull it out of the ground and make motor oil out of it. So that makes a big difference. 602-508-0960. Real quick, Gil, I'm going to just talk about Kurtz Auto. Kurtz Auto is I-17 and Bell. He's been on my list for a long time. He's been in business since 1987. He does both gas and domestic or gas and diesel vehicles. He has ASC certified technician and Jeff, Eric and Kurt are all master techs. The two young bucks plus Kurt, that's a that's a trio that you probably couldn't draw better at 95% of the car repair shops here in town. When you get three guys like the two young guys plus the old guy, you have the best of all the worlds. But he does oil changes as well. That's Kurtz Auto I-17. And Bell, Northeast Corner, will be back. Here's what you're saying about the Seth Liebson Show. Seth, thank you for your show. I love listening to it. Hi, Seth. You're a great voice for conservatism, and you're on the forefront of the battle that is taking place in this country. You get the facts out there, and I think that people will get the message. Listening to the show is so informative and really puts you to think. Love the show, as always. Really enjoy your show. It's really top-notch. Thank you very much. Weekdays at 3 on 960 The Patriot. Arizona summers can be brutal, so what do you do to survive? Well, a quick 960 The Patriot survey has the answer with our ultimate summer survival kit going on now at 960thepatriot.com. A green egg smoker valued at over $900, a Yeti cooler, and a $150 grocery card to load the Yeti and your brand new green egg smoker up with goodies. So how do you win? Answer a couple of simple questions in our Ultimate Summer Survival Kit Giveaway Survey. Who's your favorite host? Who would you like to see at our next event? Just answer for your chance to win. Visit 960thepatriot.com right now and look for the Summer Survival Kit banner. Take the survey and you're entered. The Ultimate Summer Survival Kit. Make the Green Egg Smoker, Yeti Cooler, and Gift Card yours today. 960thepatriot.com That's 960thepatriot.com Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. 
How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, sometimes I guess you know it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing: if a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person, and if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Forty-three minutes after the hour, eleven o'clock. If uh, you want to. Get in touch with me. Use my email address, Mark with a K, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem, like the cigarette, dot com. And if you'll leave me your phone number, I will, oftentimes I'll call you back because I'm going to have a lot of give and take. I need to ask a couple questions. And I call from a block number for obvious reasons. So um, usually I'll leave a message and say, hey, I'll call back as, you know, in the next half an hour or something like that. But just give me year, make, and model of the car, and let's talk symptoms. Year, make, model, and miles, and then let's talk symptoms. I'm not real interested in what the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store said. I want to talk symptoms because that's going to funnel me into the repair ultimately. Dan, or Mike, I'm sorry, Mike, how can I help you? 2004 Lincoln Town Car. I'm going to replace the AC compressor and the receiver dryer. Um, the... Uh, I want to recharge the system. I think I want to recharge the system with uh, the ultra synthetic um, R134A. Okay. And can I recharge a fresh system with this stuff fully? Well, I, I'm not real familiar with that particular synthetic um, Freon, but what I would be concerned about is is what other changes are you supposed to use? Is the orifice tube? going to be properly metering that Freon at the same as the other Freon? Is the oil in the compressor compatible with this other so refrigerator? All of those are issues, and I'll give you uh, some insight. So I'm going to recha- uh, change the receiver dryer, and I don't understand how drilling a hole in it, draining the oil out. When you buy R134 in a can, it has oil in it, and the compressor also, a new compressor has oil in it, and if you change the orifice tube, they say you got to add oil, and then... Uh, okay, nothing you're saying is right. Nothing. Okay, good. Nothing you're saying is... I've never drilled a hole in a receiver dryer in my life. Oh, and no, compressors, to the old oil out and replace the same that's, amount that you... That's a silly thing. Why don't you find that in a service manual? And then if that's the case, I'll give you a hundred bucks. It's not nothing you've said is the truth. First of all, the orifice tube doesn't drip oil. It has nothing to do with engine oil or compressor oil. Number two, drilling the the uh, the accumulators is a crazy thing. That's just a crazy thing. And compressors don't come with oil. You have to read the directions. I know that's tough for us guys to do, but you have to read the directions. It says drain the old compressor. It has four ounces. Then look at that compressor. The new one doesn't have any oil in it. And so if you pulled four out of it, then put four in this one. 
there's going to be a process that lets you put the same amount of oil. Now, when you do the receiver dryer and the orifice tube, oftentimes we blow the oil out of the evaporator and out of the condenser. Well, then we might add an an ounce of oil to each one of them. If you put too much oil in it, it's not going to work. And getting the oil out is pretty doggone difficult. So I'm not quite sure what this new refrigerant is. I think you're going to... I, I don't think I would do it. I, I don't think I'd even let my guys work on that car because whatever happens is going to be reflected on us. And I don't want to pay for a compressor because you had me put some refrigerant that I'm not familiar with. And I'm not quite sure what I understand the synthetic. I, a synthetic in the oil means it's man-made. And so I don't know what the synthetic in refrigerant means. Second of all, you have one chance... You have a 1 in 10 chance of even getting close to adding refrigerant. You're not even going to get close. So you should at least hire somebody, if it calls for 2.1 pounds of refrigerant, you should get somebody who has the equipment necessary to meter that exact amount in your refrigeration system. So I'm not quite sure where you're getting your information, and I'm not saying it came from your mouth, but whoever's giving you information about what you're going to do is just wrong and they're sending you in the wrong direction. And their skill level and their experience is is very obvious to me when we start talking about drilling holes and stuff from the air conditioning system. We don't care if the accumulator's got two more ounces than it's supposed to. No one cares. Nobody cares. That oil's not moving anywhere. So I just don't understand. But anyway, got to move on. Uh, Automotive Dynamics in Sun City has been around a very long time. Chuck Nidey started that place in 1982, and Chuck and I have known one another since 1968. They have really great staff and technicians. But more important, Derek, the son, has decided not to pay a commission or a percentage of your repair bill to the technicians or the managers. Therefore, they won't sell unnecessary parts or repairs. We're watching that. My industry is watching that. How is that working? Can you keep good techs? Do they make a a reasonable amount of money or certainly in the middle of the market? And how did, how did that affect your sales or not? Because our technicians are really supposed to look at stuff that might be wrong with your car, and I'm sure that's happening. But one way or another, there's only one shop in Sun City, and I think it's Auto Dynamics. Let me explain about the best car repair shops that I have on my website, which is MarkSalem.com. It's written in there that if you have a problem with one of my shops, I want you to file a nice, take, keep in mind the word nice, complaint with the Better Business Bureau. The Better Business Bureau will investigate it, and more than likely that technical automobile complaint will go to the Auto Advisory Committee. I formed that years and years ago. So all these guys are in there, and they all have different levels of expertise, transmission guys, front-end guys, paint and body guys, general repair guys, engine guys, performance guys. It's, it's a well-rounded. Now, if the auto advisory committee tells the shop to make a refund or fix your car and the shop doesn't, Mark Salem will. If, the, if they tell the shop to give you a $500 refund and the shop doesn't do it, I will. Up to $5,000. That's the cap. If they tell the shop to fix the transmission and the shop doesn't, up to $5,000, I will. I've never had to do that since 1988. Never. Now, I've come close twice. But the shop finally came through. The shop fixed what they were supposed to do, made the check out to whatever they were supposed to do, and the dust has settled. They're still on my list, but we have an understanding that's a little tighter than the rest of the guys. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And, And as you well know, I'm not sitting here talking about my shop day in and day out. I'm here for you. I'm here to give you the best advice I can. 
and um, and that's my job. If if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let me give you a real quick example. Hold a call just for a minute. Um, I'm I'm taking a little bit of flack about nitrogen, and um, I don't sell nitrogen, and I don't um, I don't understand why that's so important. First of all, the nitrogen in your hand is 79%, and they're going to move you to, what, 90-95%. And they're using the idea that jet airliners are landing with nitrogen, and NASCAR uses nitrogen in their tires. That's true. But your wife isn't going to land an airplane that weighs multiple hundreds of tons. And your wife isn't going to drive, your kids aren't going to drive a car like NASCAR. I'm just saying it's not something that I want to market. Now, a couple of shops have taken issue with that, and I agree with them. They're saying, Mark, we have a demand for it. The people want it. They bring their cars in, they have the green valve caps, and they want us to top it off. So we're providing a service. It's no different. We're not representing the benefits of it. We are just filling the need. And then one guy says, just like a gun shop and just like somebody who sells cigarettes... We're not deciding whether this is good or bad for you. We're just providing a service. They're right. I'm wrong. I I think both sides of the issue are, are worth merit. If you're going to sell nitrogen because you have a, a customer request for it, then yes. If I did, I probably would. But as far as the actual benefit from the customer, I don't see one. Other than maybe comfort. And if you want to spend for comfort, it's okay with me. Anyway, Gil, who we got? Gil? Oh, we got Randy. Randy, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, sir. All right, I'll try and make this quick. 2006 Jeep Grand Cherokee transmission over temp light. Okay. Um, it's The first thing you want to do is make sure that you check the oil in exactly the right way that your owner's manual, mm-hmm. or most of the time it's written on the dipstick. So somebody has to have done that already? Well, yeah, let me actually go a little bit further. I've had it to the dealership, and I've had it to other places. The question is coming down to whether or not the transmission temperature sensor is bad or the PCM is bad or both. Is there a way to check either of those? Well, normally we can plug in a scanner and go drive it, and we can watch your light. And if we see the, let's pretend with just stupid numbers, okay? You drive it and it's 100 degrees. And you drive it and drive it and it's still 100 degrees. And three miles, four miles later, all of a sudden the light comes on and it's still 400 degrees. So what we're seeing is, is we're seeing what the PCM is seeing. So okay. if it's just 100 and it never changes from 100, we know it has to heat up. So the sensor is probably bad. The same token is if we start it up first thing in the morning and it shows it's 320 degrees. And then the sensor's bad. But if we, there's a variety of things that we use to analyze that. Where do you live? I'm up at uh, North Phoenix. Um, I'm down the street from Kurtz. Okay. Well, um, around the corner is ANS Transmissions. He's not on my list because he's too busy. But Alger, who owns ANS Transmission, and ANS stands for Automatics and Standards. Alger worked for me in night. 1978 as a gas station jockey and I love him like a son he is one of the finest kids that's ever worked for me I had a lot but he's one of here I'll tell you the story about Alger real quick 
He's 16 years old. And he says, hey, can I use the hoist on Sunday? And I said, sure, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to take the automatic transmission out of my Nova and put a four-speed. And I roll my eyes and I go, and let me tell you something, Alger. Mm-hmm. If that's cars on the rack on, on Monday morning, your ass is grass. I am. You better be done, buddy. Do you have the pedal? Do you have the shifter? Do you know where to cut the hole? Do you have the cross member? Do you have the, uh, the drive shaft? Yes, 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 yes. I said, okay. He says, I'm going to be here early on Sunday morning. I said, fine, but I'm just telling you. So this is a true story. I don't know. It was like noon. My wife goes, there's somebody outside the house just laying rubber up and down the street. So I go outside, and it's Alger. He's driving his Nova, and he's at my house burning rubber in his new manual transmission. Well, he's morphed into one of the great shops, and and Kurtz uses him a lot. He's really busy. It's going to take you time to get in there. But I want you to tell Alger, I need a window, buddy. Tell me when you want me to bring it in, and then I want to know if it's going to take 24 hours to diagnose it, and then I want to know what the fix is. Yeah, so, yeah it's I one would, of those that we, we we can drop it off overnight, so we're not worried. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd take the ANS transmission. He's not on my list. He's too doggone busy, and he said the last thing I, can, I want is a b- bunch of more customers. He says I, I'm having a tough time handling my own. Plus, he does lots of wholesale work as well. So, but he's a good guy, and you live right around the corner from him. Now you can take it to Kurtz. Those two, those two young bucks that neither one of them has whiskers on their back. Um, between Eric and Jeff, they'll figure it out. But Kurtz is a good place too. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, oh, T O T Kurtz and A N S. I can, I, I write notes because people call me and stuff. Let me tell you something about Mark Salem. Um, my head has a hard drive in RAM, and sometimes my RAM gets overloaded and it pushes on my hard drive. <laughs> so you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but I've got a clock. I've got people talking to me in my ears. I've got paperwork in front of me. I'm trying to answer the, the calls, and I'm doing the very best I can. So if I fall down, you have to forgive me. We already talked about uh, nitrogen. That's an important consideration. But I'm not going to fault you if that gives you comfort and you find somebody who will top off into nitrogen in your tires. God bless you. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad deal. It's kind of like whether you buy Valvoline or Quaker State. It's just one of those things that's not a big deal. And, and you don't want to go to your shop and tell them, I've got a front-end wobble and I've checked A, B, C, and D. Because that's all there is. So you missed it. So if you want to direct this this repair, this diagnosis, then this is what I say. You got $125 an hour. I'll do everything you tell me to do. What do you want me to do first? Well, I want you to do this. Fine. I'll do that. And this is at $125 an hour. If I can do it in 30 minutes, I will. But if you want to direct the repair, you're going you're gonna to be responsible for the success of the diagnosis. And if you want to tell me that I've already done one, two, and three, and I want you to do four, you have to accept that responsibility as well. So if I say it's not four, then you messed up on one, two, and three. Please do yourself a favor. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what makes it easier for you to do. If you want to get your car fixed, talk about the symptoms. Tell them what you got. Maybe insist on a test drive real quick. Let me take a technician. I can duplicate this. I can make it happen. And then I'll show them how to make it happen, and I'll slide over in the passenger seat, and he can drive it. That's what we want. We want to do symptom analysis. That's the best way to fix your car. Not you telling us what to do first, second, and third. See you next week. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.